Welcome back to another episode of the Speedy Aircast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Guy English. My name is Guy English. Oh, we're all Guy English. We're all yeah. Guy English. <laughs> But I don't know about you guys, but it's uh man, it's Fridays, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you're you're at WWDC. I so am it's at... just it it probably feels like a Friday. Oh my god, I don't even know. I don't know. I assume James has made versions of Peacock to run on every single device that has been I, released. I have got the catalyst stuff running and I've yeah, I did it. I was up until four in the morning last night doing stupid <laughs> things like that. Um <laughs> Were you being filmed in sort of black and white, you know, and um, <laughs> did you, did you, yeah. at one point, did you have to bounce a baby? And slam yeah. a computer closed. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I mean, let's start with that video and Tim's comments about, you know, giving up your nights and your weekends yeah. and your yeah. families <laughs> and all that. It's like, yeah, I don't 100% think that should be the celebration. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we do it and I do it. And at least when I do long hours, I see the results, you know, in my pocket. Um, but well, this is another, so that's why I like the video more than his comments at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the video, you know, it looks like all oh, these are people building the next great thing in their yeah. downtime. They're individuals who are excited about the thing that they're doing. You know, I mean, it's, those people seemed like they were uh, their own, you know bosses right well, yeah and to tim's comments at the end like yes i understand like this is a a thing that we're having a lot of talk about in the tech industry and you know the game industry especially i think is one place where that comes yeah. into play a lot but the there's always the question of how much of this is an expectation put on you by the company and how much of it is a thing that you are doing mm-hmm. of your own you know on your own well I, I, I think with crunch you can make the argument that the environment is set up to make you yes. want to do it yourself yes i you agree know, you don't want to let down the team. You want to, you know, put the effort in and, and that's fine. And, you know, I'm, I think that stuff, especially when you're like 20, <laughs> uh, is quite a good thing. Uh, but when you're possibly slightly older, maybe not. Yeah. Let's, not let's not count how many 20 year olds that we could make up based on our collective <laughs> ages. That's like a bad idea. Let uh, us not. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I gather in Apple anyway, there are teams that are, very much no nights and weekends and there are teams that are more laid back and it's a question of right. where you, where you want to be and i think you can find a space that's not quite as full on um but uh, yeah, it, it should just, not be an expectation but on the other hand if it is something that you have like volu- quote unquote voluntarily sacrificed you should certainly be appreciated and recognized for it uh yeah it's worse the worst case scenario is you give it all up and they like nobody cares or like i can't believe you still didn't deliver this on time or on budget or whatever yeah i i'm sure the air power people uh gave up a lot of <laughs> nights and weekends oh man <laughs> oh man those people are dead now no those people, Ouch. yeah they uh they had like a I feel like there was like one of those uh, floors over a, like a swimming pool filled with laser bearing sharks. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, you couldn't deliver air power. Johnny, hit the switch. Yeah, maybe don't maybe don't announce it before it's maybe don't announce it before you have one working. They just get fed through the cheese grater. Uh, well, lots lots going on. Um, the keynote yesterday yeah. was jam packed. Uh, it was uh, I lost my bet. It was it was shorter than Endgame. Um, but well. <laughs> Well, <laughs> more people died. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really bloody podcast so far. Um, is there other things that you guys? I, I always think it's a difference watching it in person versus vis-a-vis watching it at home because I feel like at home it's sometimes easier to like absorb some of this stuff, whereas in the room you just are like, "I'm blinded by the lights." <laughs> like, ooh, yeah. Shiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was pretty overwhelmed watching it. Um, because, you know, I, I, there was, with all these things, you sort of, there's an emotional roller coaster, especially as a developer. Um, and, you know, you, you start with being mildly Sherlocked. And <laughs> the, <laughs> that sort of sets you up for what mood you're going to be in for the rest of the thing. So, so like, can, why, what, can we, let's explain that a little bit for the. For the uh, listeners, like, what, what, what happened to you? What happened to you personally? I was going to ask about this. This was the most important announcement, right? 
Yeah, so the the watchOS has a new calculator. Um, mm. And, calculator. you know, not only a calculator, but you can do tip calculations yeah. on it as well. And I kind of thought, that sounds vaguely familiar. I'm sure I've written that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so PCALC has its uh, watchOS calculator, which, you know, is obviously better. Uh, sure, I played yeah. around with the, the 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 one that's built in, and you know, it's fine. It was just the kind of one of those little things where you go. So, uh, so, so they they have they have a um, calculator for the watch, and they still don't have one for the iPad. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that that <laughs> next year you can just get your locked every year a little bit. That's why, yeah, why, yeah, <laughs> iOS fourteen. I mean, yeah. The, the, I could see them doing something, but, you know, if they were doing it for this release, I would have thought they would have announced it. Yeah, it seems um, strange. So, yeah, so we, that, was, that wasn't great. But, I mean, there was a lot of interesting stuff. Um, even TVOS looked like somebody had worked on it this year, which <laughs> was impressive. Um, I, I apologize right now because I know TVOS people. I apologize to you. <laughs> I know you work very hard. I was going through like sort of my best and worst of uh, each of the platform announcements, and TVOS was the only one where I had a clear cut like this is a bad edition, and it's the autoplay for all the shit. Oh yes, it's, it's like, Netflix no, mode. Nobody Netflix wants mode that. for the whole and, thing. And they already sort of they sort of teased that you get a taste of that in the um, the latest TVOS update, which uh, changed the TV app. You know, updated the TV app there is a autoplay thing when you like search for a movie or something. Cause I was watching the dark Knight for the incomparable podcast the other week. And I like searched on the Apple TV and I found it and it started doing the full screen autoplay thing. And I was like, Oh no, no, I don't want this. I know I'm going to watch this movie. You don't need to like, dr- like reel me in. Uh, yeah, I think that's terrible. But other than that, it's actually mostly pretty good. I, I think the multi-user support thing really got my attention there, but I'm kind of curious about yeah. the details. I would like to see them roll out multi-user on all the devices. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it, I have questions there about how it works because they, they specifically talked about it in terms of like your queue and your recommendations being personalized. I wondered if like third-party apps had access to this because a lot of third-party apps already have profile support in them. Right, right. So if you if you have a profile set up in Netflix, which we you know every member of my family has a profile set yep, up in Netflix, same. I'm assuming those those are still considered separate from right the profiles. In, yeah, yeah, so I, I would be... I would have assumed, and I haven't. I speak with a great deal of no technical understanding whatsoever because I haven't looked at it. But I'm assuming that they'll just do this like you would on the, on the Mac and have right. effectively separate users under the hood. Right. Yeah. And e- each one have a separate set of preferences and, and whatever. I, and I wondered about like separate, are they separate Apple IDs too? Or are they just like profiles within, like if you make a purchase? I think they're uh. probably, I would think they're probably separate Apple IDs too. Cause it would make sense. Cause all the music preferences and right, all the right. playlists and everything are tied to, Otherwise, Those you just start IDs. to pollute the Apple ID with other people's Right, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. even though I'm watching on my account, I'm buying all this stuff on my fiancé's account, for example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, it, I mean, it, lo- it looked like they'd actually been doing stuff to it, and that's nice. And they added the uh, uh, game controller support. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, that's pretty good, because a lot of people have, you know, PlayStation or Xbox, Xbox One S, we should say, controllers. Uh, and uh, I I believe that that's rolled out on iOS as well. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I I saw. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. And I I would hope macOS as well. I I only saw a reference to iOS specifically, but yeah, you uh, you've been able to like there have been third party solutions for getting those to work on Macs in the past because I've definitely used some of those, but they were always a little clunky, and some of them required some weird technical like jumping through some hoops but it's good that i mean with the apple arcade thing i would think you want a consistent experience across all your platforms so yeah if you're going to make it available to works with one of your devices i would think you'd make it available to work with all your devices but Mm -hmm. yeah 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 well yeah a couple other things in tvos but i think mostly that those are sort of the big ones uh watch os we mentioned the calculator which is obviously the biggest feature 
<laughs> you, you heard my intake of breath. I did. I, that's what I was going for. Uh, I think there's some cool stuff. Like the watchOS thing that I think I'm most interested in is this long-term health tracking thing. Because I think that's yeah. a real shift for Apple in terms of the way they've been looking at health so far is to take – it was a very tactical, like, ground-level view. And now they've sort of done the, like, zoom out, you know, like 35,000-foot view of your trends in overall health stuff. And I think that's that's smart because it, it, it makes it feel more like there's data to make decisions based on. Whereas, like, that data existed before, but it was never synthesized in a way that was useful. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I like the sort of the reproductive health stuff. Yeah, uh, that's that's a big deal. They were got they got smashed a lot of places, deservedly so, for not including that in earlier versions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's good that they not only did they spend a lot of time on it, which was good, but it looks like the solution that they've developed is very detailed and very well thought out. And it's on the phone too. Yeah, and the the uh, audio stuff. Yeah, noise. You know, uh, telling you if you're in a noisy room, which I think will be useful for people at WWDC. Yeah, um, all, the, all the rooms are noisy. Yeah, I, I went um, to the I went to, I went to a party and like my thing just broke. It just broke. <laughs> and the, yeah, App Store on the watch, which is interesting. I mean, it's all this push to making the watch completely independent, right? Um, which I mean, I can see is is a good thing, but I. I don't know how many people are going to be buying a, a watch that don't have other app. Well, don't have a phone for one. Yeah, because um, you still can't really set up a watch without a phone. No, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. It it's, seems like they might be moving in that direction eventually, but I right. think I, they, they would they would they would have to decouple it a lot more. Obviously, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe you, you just go to an Apple store and they set it up for you. <laughs> I mean, you remember when mm. they the phone like you had to basically have a Mac. Yeah for a long yeah. time and it was like right. uh it was kind of they did that in dribs and drabs like starting in like what like ios 4 or 5 it's like oh yeah now you can do this without having a computer but it took a while before it was like a really independent device uh which yeah, most people just... don't even remember anymore because we're so used to that being our main thing yeah uh, one little thing that they added in here that i don't think they talked about it's in the press release but not i don't think it was demo on stage siri search queries can display web page results in full on apple watch which is a nice a little addition because there were so many things where it was like, eh, I can't really, I can't answer that question for you here. Yeah. Uh, but still no ability for developers to create their own watch faces. And instead, Apple just added. No, crap, one, crap one of the things that, to jump slightly ahead was I've been complaining for a long time that there was no uh, access to UI kit on the watch. Mm. And they said, well, you can't have it. Uh, but they've now got this uh, new Swift UI stuff. So in theory, uh, it'll have the same amount of access as Swift UI on other platforms. Uh, but yeah, we a, can get uh, back to that. I actually had a funny story about that, which was a little birdie told me uh, yesterday that that was originally designed to ship several years ago and be designed specifically for the watch. And that Federighi was like, we're not working on something this expensive. If it only works on the watch, make it work for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but they have the whole watch kit framework, which, you know, everybody's had to use up to now, which is not what Apple apps use. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. But it is, it is very limited in what you can do. And uh, hopefully the Swift UI stuff is uh, better. <laughs> um, I, ha- I heard some people that had looked at it who thought it was it was a bit limited, uh, but I haven't dug into it. The Swift UI stuff, I think, is sort of the five to ten plus year plan. Right. Um, from now, it was funny because yeah, there was the Marzipan stuff, and I was thinking, oh great, you know, I can switch to using UI Kit everywhere, and this is going to make everything so much easier. And then they just sort of pull the rug out of you and go, nope. <laughs> Wrong. You got to use this new thing. Yeah. iPad OS. There's a new OS in town. No, there isn't. There <laughs> it's, is totally, it's like, it's a hundred percent new, James. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it is a unique experience designed for iPad. That's what Apple told it's me. It's got I'm a repeating. new name. It's like when somebody gets a car and then they like stick an extra badge on the back of it to make it look slightly different and fancier. No, this is iOS. I mean, I think it's a marketing 
decision to split out the name, but I don't think the OS is like actually split out. No, I um, mean, but like, you know, arguably tvOS is also a version of iOS. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, but this right. is more of a version of right. iOS it, than it, the others. It is a marketing thing, but I think it gives them a lot of leeway to make more changes to the iPad and have it fork more like disparately from from the yeah, phone. Yeah, and, I, and that's I think fine. so. That's fine. And that, and it might give them some leeway to ship at different times, but I I can't see them doing that. Well, they you know, they have done that in the past. I mean, there have been at least there have been point upgrades that have come later that are like, oh yes, it's the you know eleven point three update or whatever, and it's now got all these iPad features. But I don't know that you'll get like iPad OS update shipping in March no, or I, something I, like that. I you might get. I, I think they yeah. might get different point releases, but I think you, your main versions will, I agree, still be on the same main yeah. like. I, I think the main thing there that's that's one of the things that drove this is the changes to the home screen. Uh, yeah. Because the fact you can do that and it's not available on the iPhone uh, kind of makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of stuff like the, the multi-window support and, right. and things like that, which are very much iPad features. I, I don't know if anybody's tried sticking a thumb drive in the into... Uh, Let's not get rude. Let's not get rude. Uh, into a phone. <laughs> I bet somebody has. Well, well, there's no. Uh, so that's the question. I assume that this, somebody asked me this, and I don't know the answer to it. But maybe you guys saw something I missed. So you can easily plug something in on a iPad, new iPad Pro that has a USB C port. Obviously, anything before that has a Lightning port, for which you will need an adapter, which do exist. But I don't know if I believe it, tried it. I I think it works. Um, and I know it's. I don't know about, more I, than I don't know about the USB drive. Somebody was saying that they plugged in a, a mouse, though. Yeah. With the camera using the camera, you plugged in a USB mouse. But this is a different thing we're talking about now, though. But um, yeah, I mean, the, instead of it's not just thumb drives because I, I know uh, Steve Troughton Smith plugged in a ten terabyte Drobo. Drobo yeah, worked. I saw that. <laughs> uh, which is uh, but CD ROMs but... didn't work, which is disappointing. Darn. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's the question, right? Like, if it's using, it's probably just using like USB mass storage, right? Which should work with anything. Yeah, I mean. I think so. I mean, it, it's. I, I believe it supports uh, Apple file system and HFS plus, and and presumably Windowsy things on thumb drives. But I, I don't know. I, I think, think from, that, uh, my understanding, a little bit just in the hardware size, I feel like removable storage, like USB mass storage, was kind of like that underlying like hardware protocol that supported basically USB hard drives, USB thumb drives, all that jazz. Yeah, I don't think it's the same driver you can't no you for, can't use jazz drives oh damn it i got all this stuff i gotta get off those <laughs> lex is in here somebody has to do it okay <laughs> i do still have some in a drawer right here <laughs> i do have like i actually my my portable kit here includes a i have a like the lightning to usb camera adapter because you can use it to plug in mics and have been long long able to do that so I kind of assume that anything it's like a USB pass through. The one question for me is like, is the how fast is how fast is the Lightning port? I guess it's a, you can plug into a USB for like sync. I think anyways, the but. I think it's USB three on some yeah, right. of the recent be, right? devices, yeah, okay. so it's going to be not yeah. bad. Okay, yeah. Right. I mean that's that's a big improvement because it does remove one major obstacle for people doing certain workflows, which is getting files off other drives. And it's another one of those places where Apple was like when they blithely reinvented the paradigm with releasing the original iPad. Like, you'll never need to plug in a drive. You don't need to deal with files. They're so pedestrian. And, of course, they've had to walk <laughs> yeah. that back. Right. So we're applauding them for basically doing the bare minimum that they should have done about three or four years ago. <laughs> if I mean, geez, the iPad's been around for nine nine years now. I mean, this this feels like a thing should have been around a long time ago. <laughs> The Files app has got a bit more Finder-like in some yep. of its things. It's got column view, and I think you can zip and unzip things. and Metadata, quick actions, yeah. I believe it doesn't support uh, disk images, sadly. Darn. <laughs> yeah, Files is a big deal. Uh, the multitasking and multi-windowing stuff, which we alluded to, I think Yeah, is... the sort of expose and, and spaces, effectively. Yeah. I think they actually called them that. Uh, I'm my favorite curious... features. I'm curious to see how that works vis-a-vis, like... The spaces thing seemed kind of like it's the multitasking view, but it was only for the like windows in that particular app. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like you can sort of mix and match across lots of things. So 
Um, but I think you can still only have two things in each, yes. in quotes, space. Well, plus the slide over. Plus the slide over, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't move to letting you have like three or four. But I feel like yeah. maybe they want to do one thing at a time. Yeah, but, you know, while you're throwing everything out, you might as I well. I bet you next year they'll be like, and now you can do it with more apps. <laughs> like Your super huge iPad that can have 10 columns across it. And if you want to stand for it, it's $1,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I really like, this is another thing that's kind of in both iPadOS and iOS, uh, but they showed off first in iPadOS, is <laughs> swipe typing which I was just talking about in a column a couple of weeks ago. I'm really excited that they've added that because you could get it on the third-party keyboards, but the third-party keyboards were always, you know, second-class. Third-party keyboards are second-class citizens. Yeah, <laughs> It's not uh, a first-class experience is what I'm saying. Another one for the Sherlocking column, I think. That's fine. I I don't really... I mean, I think the most popular swipe-typing keyboard was probably Gboard, so... Yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> not gonna, who, who cares about those? Not going to shed a tear... No, and the the new uh, text selection stuff was interesting. To... <laughs> I heard a good story about it from a friend who was in a briefing, uh, and so they were doing the three finger, uh, you know, pinch and thing to to copy and paste, and the person told her like, "Oh, yeah, we haven't really decided what we call this yet. We think about plop," and we're all like, "No, please don't." <laughs> <laughs> Only marginally yeah. worse than the fact that in the presentation, uh, Craig described it as a three-finger pinch and a three-finger spread. And I was like, no, that's no, you shouldn't use that. That sounds really bad. <laughs> also, I think the guy who was doing the, the demo had some trouble with the gestures, which didn't really bode yeah. well. Or maybe that was the multitasking ones, but well, no, no, I kind no, of was, thought... Well, it was, it was you, the one guy had problems selecting text, right? Yeah. Yeah, which was which seemed like it was just nerves. I mean, but text selection has always been kind of crappy and, like, janky, I found. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, this seems a bit better, hopefully. The uh, dragging to move well, the cursor. Yeah, you uh, don't have to shake your iPad anymore. But you well, can. But you still can. You can, if you want to. But you don't have to. If you didn't notice in the demo when, when Craig was doing it and he had the multiple notes windows up, one of the notes just had a list of, like, feature ideas and it was all, like... It was it was shake to send emails, shake to restart your iPad. It was this list of things you could shake your iPad to do. I was like, oh, well played. It didn't even get mentioned on stage, but it's in there. Yeah, those are the best jokes, I think. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the iPad's getting a lot of changes. I think, you know, there's been a lot of stupid discussion in the last couple of weeks about we're back around to this whole is the ipad a, you know a computer a, a real we'll, device we'll never not have that argument i know and it was just such an there was an absurd uh, entry in that i thought or you know continuing argument last week where somebody took some shots at federico and and like whoa oh, people, yeah, people yeah. are complaining so much like why are they so defensive about this and you can't do real work on an ipad <laughs> and, and like, yeah that, right <laughs> and that person also had a go at federico's uh uh ethics by yeah, saying I, that the whole I, story that's... was sponsored and it's like what i said to federico was you know if, if one sponsorship makes him write a 400 page book he should be questioning your business sense not your credibility that, that, <laughs> That made me mad. So it was stupid and it was insulting, and I thought that was not a like it was not a well written article, and I think it was also one of those things where person criticizes people for feeling like you know <laughs> they're zealots about something, but my way is the only true way. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, iOS got dark mode as well, which um, great. Yeah, uh, great. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I is like. It, is it? I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested. For some reason, I don't like it on the Mac. I can't get used to it on the Mac. But I, but I use it in a lot of apps on iOS, and I feel like I will probably use it on iOS. So I use it in iOS in apps that I tend to use at night. You know, when I'm lying yeah. in bed and I'm right. reading Twitter or something like that, mm -hmm. I'll have, have it set to the dark mode. I can't get into it on the Mac when I'm using it during the day. And, yeah. uh, you know, further to our discussion of evenings and weekends, I don't want to be sitting using, you know, Xcode at uh, three o'clock in the morning as I was last night. But now you can. You don't want to, and yet you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I should fire my boss. You um, should. He's terrible. Slow I, uh, I want to call out one that uh, a feature that I think is going to be potentially contentious, mainly from the 
uh, well, if not the developer side, then uh, you know, maybe some other third parties. But um, the sign in with Apple feature. Oh, I love that feature. I think it's fantastic. But, uh, well, it doesn't really have much an impact on what you do. You're not no, collecting a lot of people's email addresses. I'm not. Uh, so the the best thing about this is it's it's basically designed as a privacy feature. Um, and, you know, any app that supports login is, is going to be mandatory. Yes. So. Well, third party. So I think specifically any app that supports sign in with Facebook or Google or something like that. I, I yes. If you have your own just like. Make an I'm not thing. sure. I don't think it's mandatory. They said third party. For no, it's like third anything. party. Yeah. yeah. So if you do your own, you're fine. That's fine. Yes. Uh, but well, you may want to offer it because it's going to smooth the sign up process for a lot of people, and that right. might encourage more users. But you also don't get any data, which could be, uh, you know, disadvantageous certainly for your business model. But but it's stuff like you know. You can choose not to share your real email address, and it will generate some yes. random hundred I, character I email literally, address. I literally wrote that in a piece in March. I, I went back to look it up because it was one of my suggestions for improving the mail apps. It was like, oh yeah, disposable addresses for all these different things you sign up for, and I was like so excited. <laughs> I actually got something right because it almost never happens. <laughs> <laughs> But that's great. It's really good. It solves a lot of email problems, and you can revoke any of them at any time. So, like, if they keep spamming you, you'll know who it is, and you can just turn it off, and that's great. There were a lot of features in in the iOS update uh, specifically that seemed to be uh, features designed to thwart Facebook and Google on a number of levels. Yeah, yep, there was yeah. the stuff with the extra privacy controls over accessing things like Bluetooth, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently, you know, like the Facebook app is doing to profile your devices, to do things like that. And it's like, now you get a little pop-up saying, do you want Facebook to a- have access to like your Wi-Fi? I think it was Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. And it's like, no, I really don't. So yeah, I I, I, I approve Apple completely doubling down on privacy as a as a you know, a selling point for their devices. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's obviously been a huge differentiator for them and there's, you know, every indication they're going to keep talking about it and it's a good, it's not only a good thing to do, but it's a good story for them. Um, yeah. To be able and to the help. other one was the, the home kit stuff with like yes. the camera, the video camera support where you can have streamed, uh, video that's encrypted that only you can see and it gets stored on iCloud and what was it you get like 12 days worth of video yeah, or something yeah it, yeah it doesn't count against your story yeah but- i was interested in that i mean because i have none of this stuff this home stuff and i mean <laughs> and there was an there was an outage yesterday was it yesterday at the same time or the day before i can't remember but there was an outage recently of google systems and so people were saying that they couldn't get into their houses or change their thermostats <laughs> you know guys as long as we are talking about security uh, i want to tell you about something really briefly that i think you might find interesting because from high profile data breaches to insidious ransomware cybercrime has been all over the news and even on tv shows like black mirror uh, so you may be wondering, how concerned should you be about your personal devices and data? Are you a couple keystrokes away from losing your identity? Can a hacker find the most embarrassing secrets hidden on your phone? Hackable is an original podcast from McAfee that answers these questions and more. It's like Mr. Robot meets Mythbusters, and you can find it on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts. In each episode, Hackable host Jeff Siskin invites a white hat hacker to try and hack a device he's using. They've tested everything from laptops and webcams to drones, virtual reality headsets, and smart plugs. So learn if the internet-connected essentials that power your life also leave your personal data vulnerable to cyber criminals. Also, how to protect yourself from letting your love of devices put you at risk. In Season 4, see if show-friendly hackers are able to crack smartphones, all-in-one printers, smart kettles, and more. So listen and subscribe to Hackable today on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Our thanks to the folks at uh, McAfee and Hackable for sponsoring this week's episode. Dan, you seem like you have a smart kettle. It's not smart enough, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it, will be, it will be when I hack it. <laughs> It'll become self-aware. No, I don't need that. Oh, unless it's just going to bring me tea, in which case I do that. Yeah, what about the poor tea Oh, robots? it's not going to do that. The tea robot is not, it's good, but it's not like, it's not, it's not internet connected. It's not a, it's, not, it's a smart-ish kettle, smart-ish. <laughs> 
<laughs> a smart ass kettle. A smart ass kettle. Speaking of the HomeKit thing, the thing that jumped out at me there was the um, the mention they're building HomeKit routers. Well, it like... seemed to be like something well, that technology that people could use. I don't right. think Apple was going to make any hardware. No, 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 because they were talking. Home... They were talking about other companies that they were yeah. working with. Yeah, yeah. But it made me interested because they've just gotten out of the router business, and part of me wonders if they felt like, yeah, maybe we could have stayed in and built like routers that have a. Because they talked about specifically, there's all these other devices in your household, and once they get to, like the internet, you know, it's hard to manage the privacy, right? Like these things, yeah. NT yeah. devices communicate independently. It's like, guys, if you if only you hadn't gotten out of the router business, we could right. all be buying airports with with home kit built in with amazon buying up uh, people and things like that although yeah, Eero was on their list of supported partners yeah I, i'm wondering how that's gonna work but um yeah. i would like a little sort of firewall between me and my router certainly not in the yeah. traditional firewall sense but yeah an actual wall of fire you mean <laughs> yes that, <laughs> yeah. that, that is what i would uh, like. <laughs> as johnny cash famously saying <laughs> Um, I liked the uh, just uh, uh, the one other iOS thing with the Mimoji stuff, the stickers. It's not something that I'm necessarily going to use, but I liked the additional like makeup and piercings and all these sort of. Yeah, it's nice. To and that was the best video. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty cute. Yeah, it was funny. It was. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I was talking to Jeremy Burge, uh, Emoji Man extraordinaire uh, beforehand. And he's like, I'm not even sure why I'm here. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to talk about. And then later on, it's like, oh, it was basically that video. But I like, we, we, you know, I think we joked about this with some people uh, back when they first introduced them emojis. Like, yeah, why not just make them emoji available in all the standard emoji forms? And that's basically what they did. Yeah. Uh, There's still apparently no search for emoji. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well. I guess they feel like that whole thing where you type and it like suggests emoji is, is sufficient, but. I, I kind of would still like a search. It would make me feel better. Yeah. I've got the the rocket thing on the Mac that gives you the yeah. Slack style uh, searching, and that is just so good. Similar to that, I did see in that giant wall of text slide where they list all the features that they don't talk about. One of them was separate globe and emoji buttons in iOS. Oh, God, that would so, be good. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that is, yeah. Finally yeah. acknowledging that people use these things separately. Yeah, iOS had a bunch of other stuff too. I mean, there's the maps improvements. There's I, I like the Street View thing with the, the they, smooth. They, they apparently get very angry if you call it Street View. <laughs> so oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> look around. But you were first look thing. around. <laughs> that is the first thing that I left. You know, went through my head. Oh, Street View. You invented yep. Street View. It's 100 percent Street View. But but it looked like better Street View. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was nice. There was the Safari download manager stuff, mm-hmm. and another like should have been there four years ago, but great. Yep, better uh, photo, uh, new photo app, uh, better yep. photo editing, which is another thing that people were saying they should have had for a long time. They rolled out the the sort of markup stuff for other apps to use, which is nice right. from a developer also, perspective. Also, full page capture, which is a huge thing. Um, yeah. That, that, that is so frustrating to try and take a screenshot of a web page or something, and you get like, oh, God, do I have to like screenshot this 12 times to get the whole mm-hmm. web page? And that's a feature that... Um, there used to be third-party apps on the Mac that did that sort of thing, but yeah, I don't think the, I, on iOS. I'm not sure there was ever something really good. Um, I have to say the thing that I was super excited about, which is dumb, and we talked about a little bit I think last week or the week before, was the redesign of the Reminders app because the Reminders app is a piece of shit. <laughs> Even though I use it every single day, I hate it. It looks so much better in in the um, in the new version. So I'm excited about that. And uh, now we spend the next hour talking about the Mac Pro. Is that it? <laughs> I, I I saw ATP and it was like, yeah, they had about twenty minutes at the end that they didn't talk about the Mac Pro. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, you you, you cram, cram everything else in there. So so, how's your Mac Mini? <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. And now for the next hour, it's the Mac Mini hour. The Mac Mini cast. Do we? Yeah, do we want? We we moving into that? Is it still dead? Other other thing, yes, it is still dead because I've been gone uh, and I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Uh, is there anything we want, else we want to talk about before the Mac uh, Pro? Uh, any of the Mac OS updates? I mean, we talked about Project. Oh Catalyst yeah, we should yeah we should bit. talk about the Mac OS updates. Right? I, I mean, I think that the 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 sort of the Project Catalyst, which is I think an extremely dumb name. 
I mean, it's like, oh, marzipan, it's too geeky. We shall call it instead Project Catalyst. <laughs> I feel like it's the thing in like a like a like a superhero <laughs> comic book. Yeah, thing yeah, right. But it's, but it's, it's like Cad- it's Project Cadmus. <laughs> yeah. It, um. So I mean, that stuff. Uh, it, it's interesting, and like the new uh, marzipan apps. I'm just going to call it marzipan. The new marzipan apps uh, look a lot better than the previous ones that were in Mojave. Although they, the Mojave ones haven't really changed, as far as I can tell, very much. But the the new apps, like the podcast app and things, look pretty right. good, and it's hard to sort of tell that they're um, yeah i think jason snell pointed this out in a post he wrote is like one of them is mars is like catalyst and the other two are just mac apps and it's really hard to tell the difference between yeah right and now. i think yeah. that that's a very good sort of statement yeah. to yeah. make um, well because we we complained about this a lot when the when the first marzipan apps shipped that the, they looked just they looked very much like yeah. they were ported ios apps which was you know and, and you can you can have multiple windows and you can have uh like some of the preference dialogues look like normal preference dialogues and things like that mm-hmm. um and the twitter app that they showed off uh i mean you know it's like twitter's back on the mac um, yay <laughs> but nazis on the mac <sighs> Why do you have to go and bring the real world into this? <laughs> it's what I do. Uh, but but that as 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 like showing what Marzipan can do is all really good. Um, and then like they just confused it all with the Swift UI stuff. Uh, it's like oh, and by the way, I, I mean it's like the, the the app kit people were sort of sad that maybe they were going to get. Uh, booted out the way by all this ios stuff but they're actually they're third in line now so <laughs> sorry AppKit. last in line for the throne and, and and the the carbon people are just sitting crying in a corner <laughs> rocking back and forward um, <laughs> there were updates for there were updates for uh car the what's it called car carplay CarPlay. CarPlay, yes. 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 Carbon got an update as well by being removed. <laughs> Sidecar? Uh, yeah. your iPad um, as a display slash tablet? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Luna Display, are they sponsoring this week? <laughs> well, no. As, or as, Duet? Or... As I've seen pointed out, they this does not. So, it's only, it uses like Bluetooth and you got to be in like Bluetooth range or wired range. So, it only works in close proximity to your Mac, which... Luna Display, I guess, works over the network. Uh, yeah, Luna Display uses. I think you can do it anywhere. I think they might both. They might both use Wi-Fi, but it uses Bluetooth for discovery. For discovery, right? Yeah. So I think this yeah. is intended to be something that you use literally right next to your Mac, as opposed to replacing a display. Like it's an extended display, but yeah, and it doesn't work like with a Mac Mini with no screen on it. Right. I right. think that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I think there's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's still room there. Yeah, I mean, with all of these things, when Apple does something, there's still space. Um, but you know, it, it. You know, I'm not. I'm not still bitter about the the watchOS calculator. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you might. Seems like you might be a little bitter about. It. I'm sure it can't do all math, James. I'm sure there's some like. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, so that that looked an interesting feature, and the fact that it kind of works as you know, drawing tablets, like if you're using photoshop or right. whatever illustrator sure. um, yeah. that's really good for artists and stuff so that that's fun yeah cute uh there's some really good accessibility and security updates um yeah i, I like on. that voice control stuff uh, you know that video of the accessibility stuff was really pretty strong that was too. kind of kind of incredible that yeah. got a big reaction yeah. i feel like in the just in the room yeah. from the people just around me like it seemed very thorough and very um powerful in terms of the things it could do which was great yeah the uh, T2 Max now have activation lock, which yeah. is a nice addition. There is some Apple Watch security stuff that you should be able to do, but it was not... I don't think they really spent any time on that. Did they even mention it? Like, it's in the press release where it's like the... Uh, approve with Apple Watch lets users approve many security prompts by simply tapping the side button on their Apple Watch. So I think expanding, oh. which was kind of rumored, the expanding the stuff that you could, uh, you know, use your Apple yeah. Watch for authentication. But I don't think they even talked about that. Oh, so maybe that is that the kind of thing where you you put a password in? Yeah, on, in think. Safari and on like the on my MacBook Pro, you can just use the fingerprint to do it. But sometimes when it's docked, 
I have to type the password in, which is, mm. you know, less convenient, obviously. So being able to do that with a watch would be, if that's exact, if that's an instance where that works, Yeah, that would be yeah. great. Screen time on the Mac uh, that syncs with uh, iOS devices. Oh, uh, the, the, uh, we didn't mention the, um, the tracking, the find my app. That yes, seems right. to yeah. use other people's devices to find your devices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, <laughs> this, yeah, this is very um, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when you're done, type in your name. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, Lucius Fox is the only person who can find your devices. You have to ask Morgan Freeman to do it. <laughs> That's how, yeah, it's, it's, it's Craig, actually. It's Craig Federighi. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did, there was somebody uh, poked about and there's references to a, a tag device. Yeah, uh, which, they've been rumoring that for a little while. Yeah, but there's actual references to us like tag one comma one as a, as a mm. product code. So, uh, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I thought there so had been assuming some that Yeah, because that was that early. Wasn't that a rumor to be announced at WWDC? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that strikes me as more a thing that you roll out when this rolls out in the fall, possibly. Yeah, possibly yeah. with the iPhone uh, mm-hmm. announcement time. Yeah, uh, that, I, I would bet on that. That's my feeling. Yeah. And do they cost a $1,000 each? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just the attachment device that costs a thousand dollars. The tags, the tags are very the reasonable. Thing priced. that you put your keys on. <laughs> but if you want to put it on something, then it's going to be expensive. Speaking of things that are really expensive, I, you know, John, I'm wondering how can I possibly <laughs> afford to get any of these things? Like Dan, I'm here to tell you because you can start paying less interest on your credit card balances by refinancing with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. It's an easy way to save hundreds of to thousands of dollars. I almost said hundreds of thousands of dollars. It could be hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on how much money you have on your credit card balance, but hundreds to thousands of dollars more likely and lower your interest rate. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% APR with AutoPay. That's far lower than the average. I mean, it says I'm supposed to read this. That says it's far lower than the average credit card interest rates of over 19% APR. That is completely true. But even if you have like a like a really good rate at like 10%, it's still way lower than that. And you definitely should be converting these balances to something else if you are holding balances. I've said this before when we've had these these ads, and it's completely true. I used to have credit card balances that I carried from month to month, and I stupidly did it for kind of a long time. And then I finally realized, no, actually, this is not the way to do it because you're just shoveling money to these credit card companies who you don't even like. So why not do something like this and save money? Uh, There are absolutely no fees, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply because Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. So just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash rebound. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information. Is this a point where we have a 20-minute AR demo in our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you an important question. How much cheese do you need to create? <laughs> I'm going to get one of those giant wheels. <laughs> I'm waiting for You remember when people used to use, like, they had the MacBook Air and they would, like, cut stuff with the MacBook Air? Like, mm-hmm. slice things? I'm waiting for somebody to grate cheese on a Mac Pro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was a joke for us <laughs> when they first showed it because it looked. I was, I was, a little, like I was a wondering too. Well, well, they did the video, so they did the video where they show like all these close-ups, like flying by, and you know, and they're, it's completely dark. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> like I couldn't I, I, make out any part of the, the thing that ended. They ended up showing. I, I did think it was going to be a bit, and they were going to pan out to an actual yes, cheese grater. <laughs> yes, I th- and I thought it was. I thought they had photoshopped in a cheese grater, like the same way yeah. that Craig was doing his like iTunes shtick earlier, like, which was very stuff. funny. That was which was very, very funny. funny. <laughs> it was very funny. But the yeah. I, and I have to say, I think all it, the it, things that they could jam into yeah. iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> looking at it front on, yes, it does look a bit like a cheese grater. Um, it also is hard to tell, I think, from that pictures that they showed on screen, how big it is. 
Um, yeah, it yeah. is much closer to the size of a classic Mac Pro. It is. I think it looks right. smaller on screen than it actually is. Yeah, you can play around with the AR model of it. I believe. Yeah, I, I tried mm-hmm. that, and it had some. It like sometimes it looked giant, and sometimes it looked small. It's <laughs> AR, and it's still a little wonky. Mac Pro may change in size unexpectedly. <laughs> but I did get a chance. <laughs> I did get a chance to see it in um, in person, and it is. Uh, it's it's impressive looking. Like the the. I think the thing that impresses me the most about it is the the fact that they've tried to make a f- like a setup that's so accessible before. Like it, it harkens back to the classic like doors on the Mac uh, Mac Pro and the G three G four towers, where it's like we know how important it is to be able to like get inside this computer, so we're going to make it mm-hmm. super easy. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw it, I I didn't actually like it. I didn't like the look <laughs> of it, and then I thought, well, this is kind of it's function over form, yeah. uh, which is absolutely the right thing to do for a device like this. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm okay with that. Uh, the, I want to know how much the wheels are. Uh, <laughs> if you have to ask, you cannot you afford, afford the wheels. Uh, do they cost more than like the wheels for a Tesla? <laughs> uh, well, you have to have a spare uh, that just goes in the back just in case. I think there's. It's interesting to watch the the reactions to this because obviously there was a lot of consternation and uh, you know loud declarations about Apple not liking the Mac anymore and not building a good Mac Pro and obviously the the 2013 trash can Mac Pro did not really like help and it, so it felt like they just you know did a total 180 and went back to give them people basically exactly what they wanted. And everybody that I was talking to was very positive on all of the specs and hardware (laughs) aspects of it. Yeah, I just think that probably like three people in that room will buy one or can afford one. Well, here's the point. I think this is, I think a lot of people are like up in arms about this price. And it's like, first of all, it was never going to be cheap. Uh, especially if you wanted like the real like a powerful machine and second of all really is targeted to professionals creative professionals it's not and i know it's not for you i know developers even like to style themselves pros i don't even think this is a machine for developers i gotta say this is absolutely not i mean i've got my imac pro and that's it's a really nice development machine but it's you know possibly even slightly too much um and I was looking at this thing as they were going through and, and like, and, you know, here we can have the 17 graphics cards and here we can have, you know, the FPGA card and yeah, we can have all these things. Ridiculous. And I was looking at it and I was just, I think I tweeted saying, this is going to be horrendously expensive. Yeah. Right and now. I was like, I, I will never need this device. Like, I, no, I mean, I yeah. not, I, I, there's nothing I I'm can do. <laughs> I'm sad, but you know, I had Mac Pros. I had all the Mac Pros, but. Uh, this but is they were, not... it was it was a it was a very different device back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and it's is... like it shares the same name, but th- this is yeah. this is not a machine. This is a workstation, and the, and the emphasis is on work. Like it is a machine that is designed for very very high end tasks. And it, let me tell you, from the demos they had set up, they basically had a bunch of different rooms set up uh, in the demo area with like Creative Pros uh, doing stuff uh, like high end stuff from uh, music production to video editing and compositing production to 3d video stuff and the thing i heard multiple times from the spiels on like all these people and these are all the creative pros that apple hired like a year or so ago there was that big thing where they like talked about like hiring all these people to like sort of figure out what the what they need uh all these people are talking about this used to take like four mac pros and, and I can yeah. do it now. I can do it in one, and it's way better than like the stuff I could do then. Like all that stuff where, like, you can like pipe ProRes raw, like like eight K streams. Yeah. Like I, that I was like not the, possible. <laughs> the the thousand track Logic project, yeah, and I right? was like, I, I just wait for the podcast editing of that thousand person <laughs> panel. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring in the other nine hundred ninety seven people, and we'll. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I'm sad that it's not a machine for me, but it kind of it's somewhat. I think it makes people's decisions a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were sort of trying to decide what machine to buy. You know, no, and there were people who were hanging on, you know, not getting an iMac Pro or whatever, waiting to see what the Mac Pro was going to be. And, uh, yeah, it's absolutely not for them. So, yeah, I, uh, I think we talked about a little bit what, what surprised me in the iMac Pro and was always 
we know the Mac Pro is coming. Their iMacs themselves are already pretty good and configurable to a pretty powerful machine. Then you got the iMac Pro on top of that. It's like, how much headroom is there left? And, and, and the Mac out, Mini as well, the new Mac Mini. Right, Minis exactly. Are... And so it, it turned out that like the headroom was way the hell up there, right? Like, it yeah. was, we're going to go so much farther than you ever even think you need to go with this. I mean, it's got like 12 RAM slots, people. 12. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's basically, it's the VIP room in the club with the extra guy standing outside. You're not getting in there. <laughs> Um, and I'm I'm sad that I lost my ARM Mac Pro bet that I have been yeah. making for years. Oh yeah, right, right. Um, and but that that was part of the thing that I was thinking is like, you know, if I was buying a machine like that, I would want that to last ten years. Right. Um, but I think the people who are buying that are not like buying for a ten year machine because you know if ARM, if the rumors are true and we're going to start an ARM transition next year, you know, I I would want my my machine to be arm and not like that legacy intel stuff well and and this is the big thing i think i come back to when people talk about how expensive it is like are any like personal users going to buy this this seems like a machine that businesses buy for like this is like compositing houses this is not a machine that many businesses will buy this is a machine that like very very specific businesses will buy it right like i was thinking like someone buys this for joe Steele so he can do his his vsx work right like yeah but i mean it's people who look at the six thousand pound six thousand dollar monitor and go well that's really (laughs) cheap that's much cheaper than the thirty thousand pound reference monitor uh whatever it is also the monitor was six thousand dollars yeah I think um I think they made a I think they made a misstep on the way that they yeah. did the optics on that because yeah, they did. They should have said it's a $6,000 monitor and you can save 800 bucks if you get it wall mounted. Yes. Yeah. And it's like um, why did you why right. why did you Seeing say the stand the was $1,000? That was stupid. so dumb. The, the whole like, stand not included. Yeah, just, right. Right. It's gonna you're gonna buy it and hold it. Buy it and right. hold it in my lap. Are <laughs> you gonna prop it up on your desk against the wall? <laughs> I think it was John Syracuse said a small child could hold it up for you. Because <laughs> uh, all that does is for the people who are price sensitive like us, we just focus on the fact that there was a thousand pound monitor stand, and just bundle it in. Call it six thousand right, dollars, right. and yeah. everybody else will say, "All right, okay, this monitor's not for us." I think they mainly didn't want it to be the same price as the computer. <laughs> I feel like that's really what it was. It was like the oh, computer yeah. is $6,000. Yeah. We don't want to say the monitor is also $6,000. Just make the computer $1,000 more expensive. You're not going to buy the $6,000 configuration, right? The people who are going to buy this Mac Pro are probably not going to buy the base model. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's going to end up being, you know, the <laughs> it's going to end up being fifteen. Twenty-five up to like forty thousand dollars, and then you're gonna then you're gonna be like, well, I'm spending forty thousand dollars. I might might as well well. spend another six thousand dollars on the monitor. (laughs) I'm waiting to see if you get like cheap knockoff stands. You know, yeah, right. Connect your five thousand dollars. That's the business I'm getting in. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely want to hang my five thousand dollar monitor on a thirty dollar stand. My my stand is my stand is eight hundred and fifty (laughs) dollars. <laughs> it's nice to have a view of this place that we will never go. But uh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, it is weird. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's 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 kind of a moment that should be like a humbling reminder for everyone. Like, you know, it goes back to our conversation about the people before who were like, "You can't do real work on an on, a, on an iPad," and it's like, it's like, "Oh, you can't do real work on an iPad." Fuck you! You're not doing real work. Buy a forty thousand dollars computer. <laughs> right, that will right. tell. You think you're doing yeah. real work? Why don't you own a Mac Pro? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm simulating the entire universe here what are you doing uh yeah i mean it was crazy stuff that one of the demos i saw was um uh from like toy story 4 stuff and it was like all the modeling the 3d modeling of like this really complicated environment and then you could just scroll out and out and out and it's like here's the entire set for the whole movie and it's like it looks like a video game where you've scrolled the like map out to the top there and you're and you can like zoom all the way in into these like tiny stores with all these objects in them and it's like holy shit like (laughs) that's Again, I will never need to do anything remotely on the scale of this, but it is incredibly impressive that this machine can pull this off. What is nice is as a view of the future, I guess, because this stuff will trickle down. You know, maybe not in the short term, but when we're all hosting thousand-person podcasts, like yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But you know, if we can run 
Toy Story 4 on our machines uh, real time in you know, 10 years or something. That would, yeah. that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. But yeah, I think they delivered on the, what they promised to deliver. And I, I really, I, I couldn't yeah. care much about the people who are complaining about the price tag because I feel like yeah. it's not, this is not a computer for you. I'm sorry. You, I know you wanted one that was <laughs> has some of these things, but I, yeah. I, honestly, I feel like the best move Apple could make to appease those people is just make the Mac mini easier to like upgrade like your own components yeah. and just be like, just get a Mac mini. I mean, I can well, see I mean, the you can do that now, though. I mean, it, they they returned the Mac Mini to something that it's was more upgradable, better than it was, but it's not as yes. good as it used to be. You're not going to be swapping graphics cards on it. So. Well, I can't even swap. No, it. You can't even swap the storage. Yeah. I mean, like that's to me, that's the thing. It's like if I could, if I can upgrade RAM and storage at that point, I am very happy. But so far, most computers don't let you do only let you do one of those at most. If you're swapping the power supply on your Mac Mini, something's gone terribly wrong. If something has gone terribly wrong, James, <laughs> let me tell you. I wish I could figure out what it was. Ah, <laughs> uh, callbacks. Um, I, I just... I, I, <laughs> Dan, can, Dan can't criticize people who are spending this spending money on a Mac Pro because he keeps throwing bad money after good on To be on fair, Mac Mini. I have returned almost almost everything. Like I bought parts and then returned them. Uh, because I didn't end up like that. That power supply didn't. Fix <laughs> I like how I said that backwards. You're throwing bad money after good. <laughs> <laughs> this money's terrible. Get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why you're getting rid of it. This money is literally burning a hole in my pocket, John. It's so hot, please. <laughs> I mean, I could see the argument that you know that there is a hole in Apple's lineup for you know like a screen for normal people or you mm-hmm. know a modular yeah. computer for normal people oh the and mythical the mythical mid-range tower that dan frakes yeah, they used don't to write pieces about year after they year. don't make they don't make that thing anymore and that's i this never gonna happen yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and i i don't i think it's i think that's okay i don't yeah i don't I know i mean <laughs> i got i got I, I had a g4 power mac that I kept for years and upgraded, upgraded the processor on yeah. and, you know, yep. did a yep. whole bunch of different like cards and stuff I like that. G3 but Power Mac, same thing. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe that was. People used to do their own maintenance on their cars as well. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe this is a function of being older. And maybe that maybe it's just a function of being older. And like, you know, I yeah. also don't, well, <laughs> I also te- don't use skins on my Mac. <laughs> well, technology. I feel like too, I'm right? done with that. Technology has also evolved as well as us getting older. Like I did the same thing with my G3 blue and white. I put a G4 processor in there. I upgraded all the hard drives, RAM, etc. And now I have a 27 inch iMac. And you know what? I love it. It's great. It's it is in many ways better than that Power Mac was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's fine. Like is totally fine for me. And as people point out, like. Yeah. Yes. The 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 hole for the monitor. Sure. Perhaps there's a gap in the lineup there. But I don't think Apple wants to be in the consumer display business. Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest. If you want a good display, you buy an iMac. Sorry, that's just yeah. kind of the way it is. Um, and I think that's fine. I, I and think you most can people... do you can do a certain amount of expansion. You know, with like the external graphics cards and things like that these days. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm not. I. I. I I was impressed by the machine. I like the technology. I will never, ever buy one. It's like seeing somebody talk about a really expensive race car, right? Like, oh, man, I would love to drive that at some point, but I will never, ever, ever buy it. And I could not go to the grocery store in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it has got wheels, so, you know, maybe you could. (laughs) I can ride my Mac Pro to the grocery store. You get those fans going real fast. You might might actually propel itself. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see the person riding down a hill sitting on one of those that's the same and... guy who's grating cheese on their mac pro is what it is grating cheese while riding down the hill. i want the version where you put the wheels on it and then you can use your uh apple watch to summon it to your location like a tesla mm. yeah mm-hmm. it, it's like the the luggage in the terry pratchett books it just follows yes. you around that's right and it eats your stuff <laughs> yeah i here's my most fervent hope about the release of the mac pro that we can stop talking and get back to your and get back to your mac mini important issues like my mac mini the the mac pro it's actually is an elaborate con it doesn't exist like nobody's ever gonna buy one i mean james i went to a room the other yesterday where they had just the frame of it and then just the stand it is possible that we have been sold the emperor's new mac Mm. yeah so you know this will stop everyone talking about it and we'll just concentrate on the normal lineup 
Get back to all of our regular complaints about Apple. <laughs> uh, how about third party kit to add wheels to a Mac Mini? Ooh, now oh, see now that, that yeah, that seems more likely. I'm yeah. I'm on board for that. I do need to wheel mine around sometimes. It's wheelie important. Oh God, <laughs> Lex isn't here. Somebody had to do it. Oh Lex, <laughs> please don't end the don't end the podcast on that. Cybercrime has been all over the news. Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee, answers the questions, how worried should I really be? They've tested everything from laptops and webcams, drones, virtual reality headsets, and smart plugs. Check out Hackable on all major podcast platforms and learn if your personal devices put you at risk. Listen and subscribe to Hackable today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. That feels like a good place to end this show. Yeah. <laughs> well, just end the whole thing. <laughs> the whole podcast. The podcast. Done.